This episode of Unguilty Pleasure is proudly sponsored by my friends at Nomo, the UK's leading vegan and free from chocolate. Nomo is dairy-free, gluten-free, free from egg and nuts. So anybody with allergens or someone like me, a vegan, it is perfect. Caramel and sea salt is my favorite flavor. It's that kind of light green aqua colored wrapper. Ooh, if you see it, get it. It's so, so good. Nomo is available in the free from aisle at Tesco, Asda Morrison's, Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett, honestly anywhere, and on their website, nomochoc, N-O-M-O-Choc.com. Use the discount code UNGUILTYPLEASURE for 10% off the whole Nomo website. And thank you so much, Nomo, for sponsoring the podcast. Bye-bye. What's it pleasure? What's it tea? Let's spend love and positivity. Good vibes on this party scene. No shame in our game, cause we own it all. I'm guilty pleasures with Christopher Hall. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unguilty Pleasure with me, Christopher Hall. How are we? Are we doing well? I hope you are. Thank you for tuning in again. This is so much fun. I'm loving creating this podcast for all of you. Um, I will do a little plug and say, do please uh, review and rate on the iTunes app. Um, I've been told it does wonders, um, but please only <laughs> rate and review if you like it. <laughs> um, honestly, there's there's just too much in the world that's uh, negative. I don't need to see any of your neggy comments. Um, my unguilty pleasure this week, uh, I woke up this morning and... Um, I had leftover Chinese food for breakfast. My goodness me, it couldn't have been more of a uh, more of a more sacred experience. Um, I woke up, did some work, kind of uh, wandered around, and uh, yeah, just realised I had some tempura veg and some spring rolls in the in the fr- in the fridge, and thought that's where we're at. That's where we're at today. God, I couldn't recommend it enough. Uh, so um, next time you uh, order too much takeout, do save it. Do save some for the morning. Uh, you'll thank you'll thank your past self. Um, conversation today is with an absolute ray of gorgeous light. Um, she we met working together and realised we fell in love on a rainy night in Soho on a uh, <laughs> after a, a work party and we just sort of like strolled around Soho together in the dark, um, link arm in arm. Um, her name is Lucy Warren. She is an absolute delight uh please enjoy my conversation with her bye oh all right well welcome in a beautiful friend of mine um and a super interesting and well, let me start that again <laughs> i'm a movement psychotherapist <laughs> i know i knew that but i was, like, I was trying to think of another adjective and i was like this sounds, super interesting just sounds so like Maybe keep this bit in. <laughs> All right. Welcome in the gorgeous Lucy Warren. Hello, hello. Hiya, babe. How are you? Good. Good. How Thanks for being here. Pleasure, pleasure. Um, you are a movement psychotherapist. Yeah. Which, tell us what that is. So it's like psychotherapy, which I think everyone knows what that is. Mm-hmm. But just with, um, it's a create more of a creative approach. So you can actually... Um, for some people, like words aren't enough. For some children, or for everybody, actually, words aren't enough. Um, so adding movement to the mix allows people to explore and express using their bodies. Yeah. Because obviously, like the body never lies. 
because the body's where we live and it's sort of the body experiences everything our mind does. Um, yeah, so the body never lies. So if, if sometimes I just do talking, but um, if for some people talking isn't an option, if they're not they're not able to express, maybe they're nonverbal, mm-hmm. um, then we use the body as like another f- medium for expression. That doesn't mean that we go like dancing around the room with ribbons or something. Yeah. It might... It could, <laughs> It's not some like rainbow rhythm, five rhythm thing. Yeah. It could be as simple as like locating emotions in the body. It could just be as simple as me leading a movement exercise to for, to calm somebody down. So then they might, you know, that could be a transferable skill that they can take in other parts of their lives. It's quite broad. Yeah. And you work a lot in schools at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. The last like 18 months I've been working in schools, community settings in primary schools senior schools and pupil referral units so mm-hmm. and how's that oh, I love it yeah absolutely love it like I'd swear working in schools like there's honestly like never a dull moment like just every day is different and the kids are so jokes like, I have yeah. to hold the laughs in sometimes <laughs> like the other week this kid said to a teacher they were talking about the color orange and this sort of 14 year old went oh miss you can't wear all orange you're like a traffic cone <laughs> <laughs> the head teacher down oh, miss no, lucy's um it. pissing herself laughing in the corner <laughs> oh they call me miss lucy i love being called miss lucy you sound like a ballet teacher i know i'm quite into it yeah yeah quite into it um has there been is it always jokes or is it can it be quite no it's tough? really intense sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie i yeah. crawl home sometimes um yeah, because I work with like, because I work with special needs kids. Okay. I work with all different and a lot with like behavioural, emotional difficulties. So there's a lot of outbursts. And then when you find out their backstories, it sort of like breaks me sometimes. Mm. And um, so yeah, it's quite tough. And then when you're in schools, you have to sort of like negotiate with the school life in terms of like teachers, because we might have a different outlook to them. But right. essentially we're working to improve school life for everybody that just makes sense yeah what I yeah. Said, yeah I can imagine it's such a to and fro with like um because my mum's a teacher and I know that like from the people above like above the head teacher and all like the um yeah people like it tri- tri- trickles down that like you know they have to do the maths and the English and the this and the that mm. and um you know tick so many certain boxes and from your perspective when you're brought into you know help certain children whatever it must be such a to and fro of you being like I, I need this child for half an hour to yeah. focus on their breathing yeah. or just like give them the tools to that, calm themselves and that that's, I, I guess that can be such a I, battle I, that's, do you know what actually I was in one school for about nine months which really really helped because um I really learned the dynamics of a school mm. And actually, like for teachers, like every time I see a teacher now, I like bow down to them. Like they have so much pressure. They have to hit each curriculum. But now my aim is to sort of like work hand in hand with teachers and offer a space. Because, you know, like some children, they experience school as quite a pressurised place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know, like with the peers, tests, it, like we've all been to school, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so you hopefully you have. Um, so, you know, and then... So I can offer a space where they can like take their worries and, and yeah. stuff. Because if if they if they've got sort of pent up emotions or frustrations, then that's gonna manifest itself. I can you can't the people listening can't see me, but in inverted commas is commas is bad behaviour. Yeah. 
Whereas if they've got a place to sort of take their worries and maybe express their, you know, unmet needs or learn how to deal with their anger, mm-hmm. essentially it means that they'll be- behave better when they're actually in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which should help the teachers. Definitely. Hopefully. I remember um, I went in and did a job in a school teaching some dancing and um, it was quite a badly behaved class in general. Yeah. Um like I couldn't really control them and neither could the teacher or the learning assistant. I was like, there's, I was like stood at the front of the class like, oh my gosh. Um, and there was certain kids that, um, I think I've actually told you this before, but like there were certain kids have. that like were disruptive and the most um, like rude really or cheekiest <laughs> yes. or whatever. And it was them like nine times out of 10. Yeah. You know, when, when, the, when the class got loud, it was like this... certain ones ones, but then the one time out of 10 that it wasn't like they would still the teacher Mm -hmm. obviously I mean exactly bow down to the teacher because they're there every I just went in for a couple hours to like teach them some dance to Oliver or something (laughs) um and but then like she would snap at like the main culprit Mm. and like I, I remember watching like um this child's face when like it wasn't actually him and like he almost had this moment of like I'm gonna behave now and like and then as soon as the cloud class got loud, the teacher like yeah. um, shouted at him and he was like, and he was like, it wasn't even me, miss. And yeah. I was like, oh, and I just saw it happening. I was like, oh, it actually wasn't. But like, you that was like the anything, one time yeah. when he was like trying, he actually was like, no, I'm going to behave. And then he got like told off for nothing. And then I was like, I saw it in his face. He was just like, oh, well, bugger this then. I'll, That's the I'll thing. Just... So what's going to happen after that? He's going to be like, am I allowed to swear? Sorry. Yeah. I'm <laughs> allowed to swear. <laughs> Probably if he's young, he wouldn't say this. But, you know, something along the lines of, fuck this. In, well, I might as well just continue be, being disruptive. Yeah. you know, but whereas what I offer as well, or a therapeutic space offers in a school, it's when the child or young person comes in, it's like that we see them in unconditional positive regard mm. so that everything is welcome and they don't, like, it's not we're telling them off. There's, I mean, there are boundaries, but they're, they're not rules. Right. Like there are sort of rigid rules in a classroom. So... Um, so yeah, that that like a child like that is probably feeling quite frustrated, and that can be brought into into my space. Yeah. It's a bit of a freer space, if you mm-hmm. like. And have you seen what you've done with children over like a period of time? Their lives get enriched, or their their, their coping mechanisms improve. Yeah, yeah. With um, particularly with some little ones that I've worked with, who sort of like really struggle to sit down for more than two minutes I mm. kid you not <laughs> yeah. or their their behavior in the playground maybe they're aggressive towards other children not not because they're aggressive people but more because they have no social skills so yeah over time I saw like for example that they were able to sit longer than two minutes they might be able to sit through an entire lesson like I mean that was over quite a long period quite a few months they'd be able to sit for 20 minutes which is a whole lesson in primary school Mm -hmm. so yeah and like when you start it it takes a while to get that when you see it it's just like boom yes yeah that's so nice (laughs) yeah um so apart from schools what other because I remember when you were training you were doing different placements yeah with different demographics and so I've worked, I worked in an NHS hospital for older adults with um, severe mental health needs. And that mm. was, um, m- the majority of them had advanced dementia. I loved that, worked that job. And then I also worked uh, for a homeless charity. I worked in a one hostel with 
uh, adults with complex needs. So like that meant that a lot of them had long periods of homelessness, struggled mm-hmm. with addiction, and then another hostel for young people. And they were both amazing, actually, like amazing. Yeah. I loved both of those uh, jobs, yeah. What are some of the most memorable people or... or... Well, I can't mention names, no. just for confidentiality, but the... Or just... Yeah, memories of it. The, the, working with the older adults was like, I used to run this group, like a movement psychotherapy group. And in the in the group, there were people that were, their lives were quite stagnant in the home. They didn't actually interact with any, any other residents. And then also a few of the people in the group were like, had severe anxiety they always were asking when they were going to go home but of course unfortunately they were never going to go home because it was end of life and in this group you know it ended up there was a uh there was a male and a female in there and then two other females and but this male and female they sort of begun this sort of flirtatious relationship they Mm -hmm. and they all sort of reverted back to being in their I don't know 20s or 30s so these two considering they were two that didn't speak to anyone in the home they kind of came to life in this group Mm. and she would sort of ask him where his bedroom was or (laughs) that she liked his hair or that she thought he was sexy or you know they both (laughs) in their 90s and then another one of them because we did sort of seated movement and then we did a bit of talking this other one was from South America and she's sort of be reminded of something um, just from the conversation or from the movement, always reminded of something from South America. So mm. she'd then sort of always jump on her feet and show us things, actions that, from of, of memories of South America. So like salsa dancing or yeah. swimming in the sea. Oh, wow. uh, I, it, was, it was one of the most moving things I've ever done. And for those t- moments that we're in the in this group not one of them asked to leave not one of them asked when they were going home so it was also respite for them from their anxiety that they had outside but also it meant that they could actually socialize in a safe space Mm -hmm. whereas outside of the group they didn't speak to anyone they used to lock themselves in their rooms wow so So it was quite beautiful yeah what a special thing to be able to Oh, yeah. Create and get out of them and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did, obviously a lot of them didn't remember from week to week that right. we'd been there the week before. But, you know, in that moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were there. there with you. Bang, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. It's really nice. And then nice. you're coming in. I'm Lucy again, hello. Yeah, I know. It's Wednesday, yeah. yeah. We're oh. <laughs> it was like that. And sometimes they didn't want to come. So you'd sort of leave for 10 minutes, go back again. And if their short-term memory is good, they wouldn't have remembered the first time you'd come to them. So right. then they'd come, wow. maybe. And is there something you've, something you're, you're aiming for, like a different, another challenge that you're kind of would is on the horizon, or a, a group of people, or what? How, where do you see the next few steps? At, yeah, at the moment, I'd like to continue working with children and young people, mm-hmm. just because I'm really, really enjoying it at the moment. Also, to be honest, another side of it is. Um, that well in COVID times schools are a safe place they're going to stay open so the face to face work still happens but I do if <laughs> <laughs> I'm being brutally honest yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I want to say <laughs> hope none of my future employees are listening <laughs> but, um, hey but we've got to stay at a, well, a job we, that well, stays open it. um <laughs> But I do love working with kids and young people. This sounds so naff, but you sort of feel like you're contributing to their future, you know, and you might oh, yeah. mould how they experience the next their next stage, so adolescence or or adulthood. They make me laugh. Yeah. And oh, do you know the what I'd actually like to do? So I'm I'm going to continue working in schools 
and pupil referral units. But I'd really love to start my own, get funding from some sort of arts council and I'd like to start um, free therapeutic movement groups for um, children with special needs. Mm. So make them free so they're accessible to everybody. I've already got a borough in mind. I think I'd like to do it in Brent in northwest London. Yeah. Um, And just so you know, and I'd like to do a few hours there and have small groups of kids and it would give their parents a break as well, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, Because, of course, like activities, you know, swimming, dancing, gymnastics, football, it's not accessible to everybody, first of all, for finance uh, reasons, but then also... um, but if you, if you do have additional needs. So mm-hmm. that's something that when all of my work is settled after September, then I'm going to look into getting funding. Amazing. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And maybe go back to working with the elderly a little bit as well. Yeah. We'll see. Ooh. Good for you. <laughs> oh, you're such a, such a good person. Oh. Um, better than most of us. <laughs> uh, what? Um, so on, uh, on the pod, we love to talk about kind of our... Um, experiences with spirituality or our spiritual practices or um, anything you kind of do that keeps you up. I mean, you do all this work, as you say, to help and um, enrich other people's life and experience. What do you do for you? So, if anything. Yeah, well, so just by myself, I tried, I believe in God mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't raised in a house of faith. My parents were um, more, they kind of, wanted us to take our choose our own road really whatever that meant so but I do have a faith I believe in God I don't belong to a religion but I pray every day and then after I pray I try to meditate Mm -hmm. because then you know I I believe that if you if you pray and then you meditate then you can kind of feel or listen to God's answers Mm. that's that's what I believe anyway um so I do that and then if when I've sort of passed difficult moments in my life I've I've had spiritual healings um, by a couple of different people. And one of those actually included um, transgression, I'm probably going to say it wrong, transgression therapy, Mm. which is when you you literally, I literally lied on the floor for like an hour. I didn't move, which obviously puts your body into quite a strange state. And then the, the person, the therapist or the healer takes you back to, past experiences traumas and Mm. you kind of walk back through them. It was really healing experience. Yeah. And then also, like, I um, I go to a... I've been to a spiritualist church a few times, which is when you um, you go to a... It's a church and there's a different medium speaking. Obviously, some people are quite cynical about this sort of thing, but I'm, I I believe it. So. Yeah, not here. Not, not here. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a different medium there every week. And uh, the medium kind of receives messages um, from people on the other side and passes on the messages... Uh, to mm-hmm. the people who are in the church. And um, so I lost my parents in my 20s. And so, of course, you know, like I miss them a lot. And so I've, I've been to the church and I've had messages from my parents, but it was, they were so strong, particularly like I, I had um, major surgery like a couple of years ago and it was quite scary. And I went to the church a week before and my dad came but I, honestly, it was so accurate. Like, she described my dad to a T. She compared him to Andy Garcia, you know, the actor. But mm. he did actually look a bit like Andy Garcia. Um, she also told me that he was with... I told this woman nothing, that he was with his twin brother, John. And, like, my dad was an identical twin who died... And the twin died when they were three. 
Um, and it was just kind of a message from my dad telling me that he was with me. Like she described like where I sit in my bedroom, in my flat and stuff like that. Mm. And it was so, um, I just found it really comforting and, and it sort of gave me strength somehow. Yeah, of course. Um, I guess just to know that my parents are with me, even though they're not here in sort of body. Yeah. And so. when you go, you you go and just sit down and she kind of just, you don't, it's not as if it's like just you. It's like a, it's no. a whole congregation and it's, then whoever is there is there. Exactly that. It's a whole congregation. I mean, the thing is, it can be disappointing if you don't get a message. Of course. I don't go every week or anything. I just go sometimes yeah. when I feel the needs. It's quite, the, the people are really warm and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and But the, the times that I've been, when I've really felt in need, they then my parents have come. Yeah. Which has been, and you know, these are complete strangers. I mean, there are like the things that people can say, like, "Oh, have you been feeling a bit tired recently?" Of course, we've all been feeling a bit fucking tired. (laughs) Who's not? But like, but no, when it's sort of the small details, it's so specific. Then it's like, no, 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 this is real. Yeah, Um, she wasn't like, "Who's got long hair?" Yeah, who's (laughs) got long hair? Who gets a bit anxious sometimes? Or no, yeah, but it was who's taking too much on? Or I mean, who's who has not slept well? I mean, that's half the world. Yeah, it's sort of. But when you went, it was like unmistakably. Yeah, just the details, the names, the 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 physical appearance, everything. Actually, I did recently. I went to see a um a tarot reader mm. which was I'd really recommend it I left feeling so sort of empowered and yeah. I went to these women in Selfridges <laughs> <laughs> but the, the woman I had was amazing she sort of came out in all these like you know very was it sort of hippie necklaces but I had about 50 Cartier, Cartier braces up her arm yeah <laughs> all right darling how are you doing proper Essex bird um yeah <laughs> But I'd really recommend it. It was I've left feeling so empowered and just kind of gives you a bit of guidance if you're in a lost moment of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was at that that day that I went. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wouldn't have gone. I mean, it's quite expensive, but it's worth the money. Yeah. So, Selfridges, bottom floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's your recommendation? That's mine. They're called the Psychic Sisters. <laughs> Actually, do you know what Kim Kardashian goes? I saw a picture of her. So you're in good hands. Babe, not you going to... Kim Kardashian's tarot. That's me. But you got in. You got in. You got to spend money to make money. This is it. I was worth every penny. I left yeah. feeling like new woman. It's amazing how how much something can just something like that. A good reading or a, a heat, like it's amazing what how it, just it can shifts trans- your perspective. Yeah, completely. I was really shocked. I'd had such a bad week that week, and it just completely like shifted my whole. Perspective also when it's from someone that's completely separate to your life. Mm. Um, so their opinion or their thoughts are completely is it subjective or objective? I don't remember. Um, well, anyway, they're separate from your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like one of your mates or your brother or your boyfriend or something uh, telling you something. Yeah. So. Um, I love that you talk about believing in God, but not a specific religion or not with a religion, because I think, um, like, I grew up in a religious house and. Um, definitely growing up queer, you mm. tend to kind of really yeah. not want to associate with the word God or the word religion yeah. like anymore or whatever. But um, I just think, I remember, you know, when we've had this conversation um, before and now saying that you believe in God, but it not having a specific, you know, uh category or particular mm. religion or even that 
you, you've kind of taken that part of it and nothing else, and, yeah, it, and you've made it work part, for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've read, I've read bits of the Bible. I've read bits of bits of the Quran. Um, I think probably because I wasn't raised in mm -hmm. a religious household, maybe that's why you've been able to like um, mold I, it to mold your version of it. Well, I think it's just for me like more about having a faith, mm -hmm. and I, it does, yeah, just living with faith actually. And I do sort of feel God. I do, you know, yeah, yeah. and I believe that God is um, with me, and I try to sort of live as though as, as God would would want, you know. Yeah. Um, we'll do our best, you know. We'll try <laughs> We're our not best. perfect, you no. know. My thoughts aren't perfect, but but yeah. Yeah, just having a faith, I think, is more. And what a nice, it, it, and and the concept of having faith, even mm. just having faith that everything's going to be yeah. okay. Faith in yourself. Hundreds. Faith in a plan. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, it can feel like, you know, when you're down here on earth, that there's no plan, that, you know, that you don't, yeah. there's no plan. But just having faith that there is a plan yeah. or faith that, yeah, th that is such a nice concept. Yeah, yeah. When you peel away the kind of, not potential nastiness or yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. that you know yeah. that religion can be for anyone yeah um, i mean this is that obviously yeah so another huge, conversation, oh, another conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're like you're so right having just faith in something such a beautiful word and such a beautiful concept mm. to just hold on to yeah yeah i mean it like helps me yeah exactly <laughs> you know Great. yeah um and it centers me and uh if i have ever have moments of feeling off center then I remember that God is with me or, or I pray mm -hmm. or I meditate immediately it centers everything again yeah because um, of course like we all have moments where our thoughts are sprinting through our heads or we get a bodily reaction to an emotion or something mm. and in those moments yeah I kind of try to center myself once more love that <laughs> love yeah. that um so this podcast is just all about anything that feels good, anything that brings a smile to your face, <laughs> keeping your mind... Keep, what are you laughing for? I'm thinking about what brings a smile to my face and what I did on Friday. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I Go mean, on. I've got a friend who doesn't live in London, but it was a Hindu yeah. in London. I thought, oh, God, I better pop along, you know. <laughs> show your face. So I went for the... Show my face. Went for the dinner... You know, imagine sort of 15 girls from out of town strong. Yeah. All sort of like on the booze probably from midday or something. I arrived, you know, fresh, <laughs> sober, whatever. Um, had I went for the dinner and I thought, I'll just pop off. They said, oh, like, someone hasn't come. We're going to see Magic Mike after this. Do you fancy it? It'll be free. Obviously, by this time, you know, I'd have cut a glass of wine. I said, oh, yeah, all right, I'll go see Magic Mike. <laughs> So I was just like, my God, what is this? You know, stiffen up. But then it was just sort of like, if you can't beat them, join them. So yes. I got up dancing, whooping. I was so disappointed I didn't get pulled up on stage, oh, though. No. really wanted to get pulled up on stage. Oh. Let me tell you that every single man in that show was like and on another level. Seriously. <laughs> Every single one of them. There was so That's much going on, honestly. Yeah. Just sort of like loads of screaming hands. Yeah. 
Oh, the Huns, Huns Unite. Huns Unite. It was pure Huns <laughs> Unite. I was in a pair of jeans and felt casual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine My best you, jeans I, as well. I feel <laughs> I feel you always have these situations that you just that you just find yourself in and you're like, all right. You're, I you're just the, go. You're the most go. I feel you're the most go with the flow, but just ends up in these situations. Do you know the thing was, this group of girls I was with, particularly because I was just wearing jeans and a jumper, I felt like I was looked like their auntie or their mum that just tagged along to this because well, they were young full glam. Hindu. They were full, full glam, glam, like boobs out, legs out. And I took a breather for a moment and I saw one of the magic mic guys outside try to chat to him. <laughs> <laughs> Worst chat. I'm like, I just thought, oh great show, really yeah. like the show, where are you from? He was like poised to get back on stage. He was getting like piss off love. <laughs> All I got was Greenwich. Full stop. Thanks. Full stop. <laughs> Right. Not you getting the train to Greenwich and just hanging around. <laughs> just hanging Wearing around. Magic Mike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was next level, that show was. I mean, after there were sort of, after, you know, one or two wet fanny and big dick jokes, it stopped being funny after that a little bit. Right. But, but it was it was all very easy on the eye, you know. I bet. Just disappointed I didn't get pulled up on stage, but they're not going to pull the auntie or the mum up no, on not- stage, are they? <laughs> Not, not, the mum with all her um, <laughs> all of her girls all, of her, yeah. all these glamour pusses and frumpy mumsy mum <laughs> you are anything but frumpy mumsy mum oh god I hope but so I just love I love that I love the idea uh, of you being outside going alright mate <laughs> I did my best actually I think, loose. I think the line was because he was like oh I don't know I'm from Greenwich and I was like oh I wasn't expecting that voice I mean what how much chat can you have with like a man in his pants yeah. he's about to go on stage what's your favourite book yeah. <laughs> what's your favourite movie any spirituality <laughs> what do you think about faith yeah, yeah. I really want to dive don't, deep dive into this <laughs> just before you pop back on oh my god it was gosh. quite full on these guys were like putting their heads in girls crutches you know Oof. the works again they didn't come to me unfortunately yeah. but can you do and what can you, we, just, we just have to go back I'd go back. I mean, I don't know if I'd pay, but yeah, quite a lot of. <laughs> I was offered expensive. a ticket. I was offered a ticket once, and um, I think it was also for. I know it was on my friend's birthday, yeah. and I got a kind of someone's dropped out. Um, and she went, "It's it's ninety quid." Yeah, it's ninety quid. And I was like, "I ain't got ninety quid for that. Yeah. I ain't got ninety quid to spare." Well, that's what I said initially when I said I'd pop into the head deal. I was like, "I'm not paying ninety quid to, to for that." Yeah. But obviously for free. I'm <laughs> sprinting down first in line. Trying to find a husband. I know, I know. It was hence why I hope to get pulled on stage. <laughs> oh, I'd love to with. see that. Oh, really just maybe I have to go back and get a front row seat so yeah. I can, you know, <laughs> just click my fingers. Sorry, yeah. I hope that isn't just... <laughs> it's not flamenco. No. <laughs> That'll attract the boys clicking at them. I know, clicking at them. Probably more than my chat did that night yeah. anyway. <laughs> All right, Lucy, just before we carry on, um, don't know if you know, but Nomo sponsors Unguilty Pleasure. Nomo is that gorgeous free from... I've seen it. Yeah, the free from chocolate. um, No dairy, no eggs, no nuts, no allergens. It's a vibe. Amazing. Um, We've got a little bit bit of something. Have you had it before? No. All right, well, we've got something for you to try. But but you always go for the dairy milk. Obviously. Or Twix. Or Twix. Right, Ooh. do a little taste test, ready? Cheers. Just clink it. Cheers. Go. Mm. What do you think? Nice. That's next level. Yeah, this is the original flavour, so it's the light blue wrapper. 
It kind of tastes milky, mm-hmm. even though it's not got milk in it. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I've had, I mean, I have it every episode, so I know exactly <laughs> what it tastes like. But has it got a bit of a crunch? No. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. It's nice. It's got though. a nice texture. Yeah. <laughs> bit of crunch. Is that like my filling come out or something? <laughs> My tooth, these are my tooth. <laughs> that's not some of your breakfast. That's been, <laughs> that's been stuck in there. Oh my god! Oh, well, delicious. Mm. Thank you so much, Nomo. Thank you, Nomo. And uh, yeah, back to the combo. Unguilty pleasures with Christopher Hall. So here on Unguilty Pleasure, yeah, you need to be asked the question. Yeah, which is. What is your unguilty pleasure? Now, a guilty pleasure is something that you might feel, you might hide away from the world. You might not tell everyone. You might feel a bit uh, apprehensive to ever share it with someone. But I want to know what that is. And I'm here to tell you that we're ridding you of guilt because oh, pleasure is pleasure. I think and we... everyone will think I'm really basic if I say my guilty pleasure. Go on then. I watch EastEnders religiously, and I have done since I was 11 years old. Still? <laughs> still watch it. I've lived abroad, and I still followed it when I was abroad. You and you watch lived it on all YouTube. over? Yeah. Where have you, you could lived? watch it. Oh, I've lived in, um, in Argentina, Brazil, Switzerland, Italy, Spain, and I've spent a lot of time in Africa. And you still found the time. I still found the time. You know what? It's extremely endless. Half an hour episodes. Although, do you know, actually, since COVID, it does mm-hmm. piss me off a bit because quite often they'll only put twenty. They'll only do twenty minute episodes. But I go on the. Really? I'm on some chat. For, I look at some chat forums for EastEnders spoilers, right? <laughs> <laughs> and people Lucy, get I've really... known you for about five years, and you've never. I never told you that. You never told me. <laughs> Extenders forums. I know. I have to just go on there every now and then, but it's like people get really annoyed that it's only twenty minute episodes. Yeah. Because the thing was in like in the first lockdown, there was no extenders, and then I was like, shit, I... shit is bad. There's <laughs> <laughs> no extenders. Because you know, it's just like no. The one thing, no matter how I'm feeling, mm. that my mind doesn't wander when I'm watching extenders. Mm. I can just focus on it. It's so highbrow. That's yeah, why. it's, it's such... really hard to follow. <laughs> You have to really be there with them. Really, really be there. Yeah, I don't know. I just, my mum used to videotape it for me. I was a gymnast and my mum used to videotape it for me when I trained and then used to come home and watch it with my dinner. My parents didn't even watch soaps, but like obviously when people started talking about soap operas at school, God, how young are the people listening? They maybe don't. And I was like, oh, I really want to watch EastEnders. It sounds well cool. Yeah. No, I meant more because they probably don't watch Coronation Street, EastEnders, none of that. Yeah. And I just never stopped. It was just sort of like but from that when I was eleven. Now. Yeah, it's on four times a week. Is this? Still, yeah, I remember it being on. You, you don't get an omnibus anymore because obviously oh. you can watch it on iPlayer. Oh, yeah. But during the Olympics and the Euro football thing, I sort of um, because of it clashed, they'd put all the episodes up on a Monday. So that was on a Monday. I'd have two hours of EastEnders mm. straight. Love it. So it's like watching a movie. Yeah. But not... <laughs> EastEnders the movie. EastEnders, or when you go on holiday, you can actually. Watch it, um, you know, watch like three hours worth and you get back. Yeah. But you know, I, do you remember having big... to set the the TV, reco- the video recorder, and you'd go through when you went on holiday, you'd have to type in yeah! with the remote. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, and we'd have to, mum would have to make, she'd be like, make sure you get all my Coronation Street and all my EastEnders. <laughs> so I'd be there for hours setting up this video recorder for when you're away on holiday. And if you messed it up, it was Oh like... my God. And Or you'd miss, or you'd get the hour wrong and it would be like, like <laughs> no, you'd be so taking... 24 hour, 24 hour clock. Yeah, yeah. At 1am. So you get something naughty at 1am, not Corrie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have you um? But what's crazy about EastEnders now is all these kind of um, hun pages. They're all obsessed with the um, characters, yeah, or like all RuPaul's Drag Race. Sharon they did and, and Kat and um, Sonia and, yeah, and Kat. Kat though I've been watching these women for years, but so, I mean, I used to watch it at school, and there was like a yeah five six year period where I was I was hooked. hooked. I mean, you like don't little Mo and um, oh, Trevor. she's gone. Oh, Trevor used to beat her up, didn't yeah, he? No, he's horrible. They, they've what, gone. Horrible man. Horrible man. Horrible man. <laughs> um, <laughs> thing is, you only watch it once. You'll be all caught up. Yeah, exactly. I'll send you a link to the chat forum if you want. Yeah. They'll catch you up. Oh, and I remember when Tiffany, when Martin McCutcheon <gasps> died. Died, and she. I just... think I was. That was like the cusp. I think I was like. I didn't quite understand what had happened. I must have been about. F- she got run over. Yeah, well, I've seen <laughs> I don't it know since. I'm laughing. It's just <laughs> she got run over. Funny. But actually, what is funny is because it's so like obvious that like sh- like when you see it filmed, if you look it back at it on YouTube, she like bangs her elbow on the car <laughs> and then just goes like boo, like falls over. And it's so dramatic. She's wearing a headband. That headscarf. Yeah, she was married because Grant. Grant was going to take yeah. Courtney to. Who oh, that was it? He was going to steal and take Courtney to um, Spain or something. Yeah. Everyone just runs away to Spain, don't Do they? Know, extenders. Actually, yeah, they do all Portugal. That's yeah. why I did in lockdown. They on. They, the BBC put loads of old episodes from old years on, so oh that's God, what I living? watched. I was living. <laughs> that's what I watched. I mean, everyone was watching Tiger King or something yeah, edgy. Yeah. I was, well, not the Tiger King's edgy, but I mean, <laughs> I watched, caught up on old episodes of EastEnders from 1998. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, living. Well, Luce. Talk to me. You can watch EastEnders to your heart's content. If that's your unguilty pleasure... I will tonight. You may do that. You may tonight. What is it? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah, very good. But on a Monday and a Friday, it's on at eight. And Tuesday and Thursday, it's on at half seven. (laughs) I can't compete with Corey. No, no. (laughs) Corey's depressing. (laughs) Um, I just want to end on something um, that this might come... I don't know. It's just one of the things you've said to me in the past that has stuck with me since you said it. And I think it was one of the most magical things you've said you kind of touched on just like you know stuff that has happened in your past and what you've what you've been through and stuff and you said you've had so much heartbreak in your life but you're still so blessed Um, and you said that to me on a rainy night in Soho and uh, (laughs) and um, I just wanted to immortalize that those words on this recording because I, I do want you to know that um your uh outlook on the 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 way you see the world i just think is so magical and so special and every when you said those words to me i just they've words haven't ever um struck a chord with with me so much and i think that is something that everyone could um always just hold with them that like you can have so much heartbreak or so much anything and any, anything negative in your life but but you're still so blessed mm. just to you know be here yeah however you want to say it but um that really meant the world to me at the time and it and you know it has never left me 
Um, so I just wanted to, I guess, like I say, get it down on audio file <laughs> forever. Um, but, when you said that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love you. I love you too. And um, thank you so much for being here. This has oh, been pleasure. an absolute treat. Um, I know you're not on the socials. Listen, yeah, don't worry about following me. But, um, <laughs> find me. But if anyone wants to know about, if anyone wants to get in contact with you regarding anything you've said today or the, you know, your potential yeah. future endeavours, is there an any way that people can contact you, an email address? or Oh, an email address, or they can contact, I'm sure Chris gets a lot of DMs. Oh, yeah, you can get, by, yeah, yeah, all right. I'm not going to give my yeah, number oh, out. God, am, I, so what's, am I your secretary <laughs> now? <laughs> oh, my, I didn't realise I just, yeah. All right, so I'm Lucy's PA. So, yeah. Oh, should I give my, God, that's a bit, I can't believe I just said that. Oh, Sorry, yeah. my PA. <laughs> Let me give you my email address, the blooming old mum auntie yeah. um my email address is lucy l-u-c-y dot ella e-l-l-a dot warren w-a-r-r-e-n at gmail.com sorry it's a bit long that's lucy dot ella <laughs> dot warren at gmail.com at least it's not like hot honey <laughs> or like or like, like luscious lucy l- luscious lucy at hotmail.com <laughs> Remember those? Yeah. Um, all right, and people can email you there if anything. Yeah. They have any questions oh, I'd love or to speak to anyone. Any, yeah, anything about regarding your anything yeah, I said. The, the, yeah, the groups and everything. All right, yeah. amazing. Well, Lucy, I love you so much, love you and too. thank you so much for being here. Big kiss. Pleasure. Bye. Unguilty Pleasure is produced by Felix. Check her out at basement.space. The theme tune is written and performed by Jordan Lavinia at Jordan Lavinia on IG. And the cover up for the podcast is by Alex Codd at It's Art Babes. Go show some love and support. Thank you so much. Bye.